Well, today I'm going to share with you how to hear God's voice. Hallelujah. Are you excited to learn how to hear God's voice? God is speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking. Always he is speaking. He's a spirit, though. So we have to learn spiritually how to hear his voice and how to discern his voice. We're used to hearing things just physical-wise. We have to learn how to hear spiritually with our spiritual ears. Amen. About a month or so ago, I shared a message on how to have a relationship with God. If you didn't see that, you can search that on our YouTube. I encourage you to watch that. And today we're going to go even more in depth with how to hear God's voice as you have a relationship with God. Uh, the first way to hear God's voice is in the word of God, the Bible. The Bible says in John 1, 1, it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word is God. The Bible, the word is 100% God's words. Amen. And so this is our foundation of hearing God's voice. This is our foundation. This is where we must start. When you read the word of God, when you read it with the Holy Spirit, not reading like a textbook, but if you sit down with the word of God and you surrender to God and you invite God in, you say, God, I want to hear from you. Speak to me. Lord, I'm not just doing this out of a religious routine. I'm not doing this to make myself like feel like a better Christian because it's not about performance. Amen. But it's about relationship with God and actually hearing his voice. But if we get into a religious routine about it, or if we have that religious mindset, performance mindset, like if I read two chapters a day, then I know I'm doing good as a Christian. We're actually blocking God's voice because we are coming religiously. And the Pharisees, they were full of religion. They couldn't hear God's voice at all. They knew the word of God so well. They read the word of God all the time. They knew it in and out. But they weren't actually hearing God's voice as they read the word of God. Because they were coming religiously. They were coming with performance. So we can't come that way or else we won't hear God's, God's word. We can become like Pharisees and use God's word against the actual work of God. That's what the Pharisees did when we're not hearing God accurately through the word of God. So it's important when you read the word of God to come humbly and to understand, you have to get this out of you that God is, is judging your relationship with him. You have to get this out of, out of you. Get it out. Get that doctrine out that God is monitoring you and judging your Bible reading time. You need to get that out of you. Get it out. Get that doctrine out. That's the meaning of empty yourself out. Empty yourself out of junk that God's revealed to you is not of him. It maybe had been taught to you in the church by other people you once respected maybe but now God has opened your eyes like right now God is opening your eyes get it out don't let it stay renew your mind of that revelation you've had of what intimacy with God looks like what relationship looks like amen so as you come to the word of God 
remind yourself of that, that I am here to spend time with God. I am here to hear God's voice. I'm not here to be a better, better Christian performance wise. I'm not here to check off my checklist of things I need to do to be a good Christian. I'm not here to make God say, okay, I'm proud of you now because you've done that, you know? Or I, I approve of you rather. We want to please God, but I approve of you rather. That's, our works is not what makes God have approval of us. Amen. So come to the word of God humbly with that heart of, Lord, I just want to hear your voice and allow the Holy Spirit to lead. Maybe sometimes it was a crazy day, something happened and you weren't able to spend a full chapter in the word or something and you're tired, but you're like, I want to hear God though. And you open up the word, come with that heart, Lord, I want to hear you and read. Sometimes it could just be a verse, but God can speak to you so much through one verse. So much if you come with that heart. Amen. So as you read the word of God with the Holy Spirit, and, and also, by the way, you're here receiving equipping, you're here receiving anointed teaching. So this, this is helping you read with the proper revelation. Read with the Holy Spirit's revelation, not the religious revelation. For example, before you might have read religiously with performance, but now you've, your eyes have been opened up through, that, through this teaching. So now this is helping you actually hear the Holy Spirit when you read the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now when you read the word of God, the word of God is full of stories about God, stories about how he, uh, how he loves his people and is faithful to his people. And so as we read the word of God, we, we learn about who God is, his character, his consistency. His faithfulness is so consistent. That's what's so powerful about the word of God. He never fails. And we see all these people in all these different circumstances, whether they had enemies that threw them in a pit, whether they had enemies chasing them down to die. It didn't matter. God's promises still remain. God fought their battles for them. God defeated their enemies. Every time God defeated their enemies and God came through and God was faithful and God was loving. God was just, God was loving, God was merciful, God was compassionate. That was God every time. We see that again and again and again. So now reading the word of God, the more you read the word of God, it's, you're getting to know God's heart more. You're getting to know his character more. Once you know the word of, once you're getting to know the word of God well, now you, now you can start to hear God in your day to day. Like as you're doing errands, when you're in the workplace, when you're hanging out with friends, wherever, you can start to hear God's voice in life when you're not reading the Bible because God can still be, God's still speaking. Amen. Come, I want to pray for him right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to heal him right now. And he's proud of you for your faith and how you just drove here fast. It's okay. It's okay. So do you want to renounce anything? Do you know what renouncing means? So renounce means, so this is a key for deliverance. Many times things are generational. Um, they, they come from past generations. 
demonic spirits, demonic curses, and they pass down. So, for example, if there's any kind of witchcraft in the, the past generations, like in your life or, or your parents or hi anywhere in his mother's generations, that, that's an open door for the enemy to come in, and you see it later on in their later generations. Um, so also a key, a key of seeing freedom is to renounce any kind of open door of the enemy, like through witchcraft, but also like in your personal life, and also if you know his mom's personal life, like any way of sin, anything of like wor words of death spoken of your life, like I want to give up or I don't want to live, stuff like that, words of death, that's an open door as well. So you can, you can just speak all those things. And also, so all the open doors that the enemy could have come in through, through sin, through witchcraft, in past generations, and also everything that's not of God in his life, in your life. So I renounce autism. I renounce him not uh, listening or behaving or obeying. I, re I renounce him not thinking clearly. All those things, you, you can speak that now. Oh, we have another microphone, right? Or do I renounce um, sin, <laughs> all the sin and the open doors that I open for the for the enemy. I renounce him not listening. I renounce drugs. I renounce um, not living right. I renounce um, witchcraft and my family's generational curses. I renounce um, his mom's family did witchcraft. I renounce that in Jesus' name. Um, I renounce gangs. I renounce it. I renounce it. It's not living right. And do you know any more details about the witchcraft that was done on the mom's side? She told me her grandma used to do witchcraft. Um, I don't know how extensive it was or if she did really, but she told me that her grandma used to do witchcraft. Okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. God is bringing freedom now to this family and to him. Thank you, Jesus. I break every generational curse off this family now. I break every curse of witchcraft that was sent upon this boy's life. I cancel every sacrifice that was made upon his life, that he would suffer, that he would suffer in his mind. And I detach you now from all you have renounced in Jesus' name. And on three, every spirit attached, every spirit bringing mental harm, every spirit bringing autism, every spirit of witchcraft must go in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Out now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I declare healing over his mind now. I declare a clear mind, a sound mind in Jesus' name. And I declare no more disruption of his mind, but him to have peace now. And think clearly in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I speak this anointing to fill you both now in Jesus' name. And God is lifting lifting off the pain that you've been feeling, the, the just the pain of the burdens in life, the burdens that come with the, the demonic oppression. He's lifting that off you now because God's saying that yeah, he knows that you've been so heavy and he's heard you cry out to him and he's answering you now and things will be different now. You will have peace now. 
Thank you, Jesus. You will have peace now. Yes, he's heard you and he loves you so much. You keep seeking him and you will see complete abundant life in every area come to you because this is how much God loves you, that he wants you to have abundant life, peace, and joy in every area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anything God can do, and he's doing it now. Hallelujah. And so I was just in Beaumont, Texas, and it was two-day revival. On the first day, the same thing happened. It was in the beginning of the, it was this, in the middle of the message. A woman came there with her son, and the son was being disruptive. I said, I stopped the message. Just come here. I want to pray for you now. I prayed for them. He was peaceful then. And then the next day she comes back and she testifies that he's completely different. He's peaceful now. She was testifying with tears. Hallelujah. God is doing the impossible. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So hearing God's voice, when you know the word of God, you start to be more and more confident of, of who God is, who God is. He's loving. He's full of mercy. He's full of compassion. The Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And when I read my Bible, I I look at Jesus, I read about Jesus, I read about how he treated people, and I would see other people judge people like the adulterer. This woman doing many sins, and they were saying, we, we want to stone her. But Jesus says, if any of you have sinned, if you have nev none of you have sinned, you can cast the first stone. None of them could throw the stone. And the way he just treats this woman after that, it's just with such love and compassion. And we just keep seeing this throughout the word of God, how Jesus treats people. It's not just that woman. It's every person who is a sinner, every person. He treats with just, this is Jesus. He's like, he comes with love. He comes and he's like, I want to deliver you. I want to heal you. I want you to know that I love you. He heals them. He delivers them. He shows them his love. And then when he says, go and sin no more, like that woman who, who had committed adultery, he said it after, he, after she encountered his great love. He then said to her, go and sin no more. So he's basically saying, follow me. That's not the right way to go. I want you to have abundant life, so follow me. You're delivered now so that, so for example, demons of addiction uh, are no longer there to stop you from from sinning no more, now you're free to go sin no more. You see, many the church, many people in the church are saying, stop sinning, stop sinning, because they're read, reading the Bible wrong. They're reading, they're reading when it says, when Jesus says, go and sin no more, for example, they're reading it like, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more, you know, with condemnation. But when I read my Bible, when I read it with the Holy Spirit, I find Jesus never condemning. When he speaks, he's not speaking with condemnation. He's revealing his love, and then he's, giving, he's then instructing people, follow me. 
but he's not hiding and not revealing himself and keeping people in bondage and saying, come follow me. And that's what the church does by and large. I mean, that's what we've seen in the church for so long. We've seen people not demonstrating the power of God where God's love is revealed. Do you see how God's love was revealed to that gentleman there? Do you see how through a prophetic word, he knew that God was with him and heard his prayers? Do you see, he, he could, no, God loves me. And so from today, he's going to live differently because he's, he's actually had an encounter with God's love. This is how it's supposed to be. Not that we would preach judgmental, condemning messages and saying, you need to stop sin with, and withholding God's love to people. When we show God's love to people, then people will want to follow Jesus. The kindness of God leads us to repentance. That's my testimony. I was lukewarm until I had an encounter with his power where I was moved to tears. God loves me. He's with me. I had revelation. And from that day, I surrendered, and I never looked back. The kindness of God leads to, leads to repentance. Condemnation does not lead to repentance. Preaching Jesus in a condemning way and not showing his love, not revealing his love through his power does not lead to repentance, but it leads to lukewarm Christians. That's what happened to me for many years. I heard the same message. I raised my hand again and again, but I remained lukewarm until I encountered God's love, until anointed ministers who carried God's power could show God's love to me, could demonstrate the power, and I had an encounter with God's love. Then I, the kindness of God, his love, revelation of his love and kindness led me to repentance. I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive words. I didn't come to you with tons of knowledge, but I came to you with a demonstration of the power of God so that your faith could rest on God's power, not on man's words. You need to receive your teaching, your equipping from, from ministers, from teachers who carry God's power so that your faith can rest on God's power and not man's words for it, which is many times wrong and condemning makes you think of God who, not who he is. And so many people live these condemning lives like, like they hear voices in their head all the time and they think it's God. They think it's God, but it's full of condemnation. It's full of you're not, you're not reading the Bible enough. You're not praying enough. You're not doing this enough. You're not doing this enough. Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. You did this. Da, 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 da. They hear these voices in their head and they think it's God. But the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And God wants you to repent. He wants you to repent from sinning. He want, he, but he comes with conviction, not condemnation. And the conviction comes with kindness, not condemnation. Not, you're going to go to hell if you do that. You really shouldn't do that. I'm mad at you. That's not how it comes. It comes with God showing his love to you, revelation of his love. So now you, you want to serve him. You want to please him because he's so good. You, you love him with your heart, not your mind. You love him from your heart. You want to please him, simple. And God knows that. God knows that's the only way you will change. That's the only way you will turn from sinning is if you know his love. It doesn't work the Pharisee way. You end up killing Jesus. 
killing the work of God. You can't do it the performance way. It never will work. You have to know God's love to live rightly. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm now speaking of how to hear God's voice through your day-to-day. Through your day-to-day, many people, and I know many of you, I used to be there too, would hear so many condemning voices in the head. You need to know right now that's not Jesus. The shame, the judge, the judging, the condemnation, that's not Jesus. He convicts with love, kindness, and gentleness. It's more like when you know you shouldn't do something, this is God's voice. My son, my daughter, that way leads to destruction. That way opens up doors for demons. That way is a road to depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, witchcraft entering the life. I don't want that for you. I love you, my child. Go this way because this way is the path to true life. This way, the doors will be shut to demons so they can't come in. There won't be a foothold for the demons. This way is the path to abundant life. My son, my daughter, I love you so much, and I want abundant life for you. And I also want your purpose to be filled. I want to use you for my glory, and it's only this way. My son, my daughter. That's God's voice. That's God's voice. Amen? That's his voice. But many of you have never heard this before, so you've never heard. You, it's, it's, it's so quiet, God's voice, that the devil's voice is so much louder. But you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This is the truth. So today it's time to say no to the condemning voices. Amen? Um, so when you're going about your day-to-day, now that you know that God is, you know his character from reading his word, from coming to church and hearing the word of God. Faith, it says in the Bible, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith and the knowledge of God's love and his character and his ways also comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. There's equipping happening here to help you hear God's voice. So when you're in your day today, sometimes God might be leading you to be a vessel of him to love on somebody, to give to somebody, to be generous. He might lead you to do something like this, to speak kind words to somebody. In your day-to-day, you might get this feeling, this urge to compliment somebody, to tell someone how much they mean to you, to tell someone how you've noticed them, to tell someone something beautiful about them. You might just get this urge. So how do we know if this is God's voice or not? Well, we know that God is a God who wants to encourage and edify and love, and we're called as a body of Christ to edify and love each other, to build each other up. And we know that in this world, people need that. We know that we're all in a spiritual war. So sometimes you might feel to do that. And before today, you might have just thought that was just your own self, your own self just like having a feeling and opinion about something. (laughs) But it's God's heart to love people. It's God's heart to encourage people and build people up. It's God's heart to distinguish the lies of the devil. 
So we need to walk with this revelation of when I get this feeling, this urge, that I should love on somebody, speak this kind word to somebody. That's God speaking to you. That's God directing you. I know it seems like a very still, small voice, but the Bible says that's how he speaks to his people sometimes, not in a wind or a big earthquake, but in the still, small voice. Amen. So you need to know that the Holy Spirit is inside of you. He's in you right now. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, he comes and lives inside of you. He's not dormant. He's living, he's moving, he's breathing, he's speaking to you, in you. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, it is still and small. You have to open your spiritual ear. You have to listen. Open up your listening ears. And you will find God leading you to do that. You will find God leading you to be generous to somebody. Sometimes a person might be in lack and God uses you to be a vessel to bring abundance into them in that moment to show them that God cares God loves them God is taking care of them listen to that voice and be generous to that person amen hallelujah also in your day-to-day God is leading you and and directing you in in ways you should go throughout your day-to-day maybe you for example, somebody invites you to uh, do something, but you don't really know this person and they don't seem, they seem maybe kind of of the world. But maybe they're inviting you to do something, sounds kind of fun. Maybe it's not even something super worldly. Maybe it's just go to some concert or something like that, some activity. Maybe you just meet them somewhere. But then there might be this feeling you get to not go. So, for example, and this is with wisdom, too, you you start to use wisdom, not just relying on the the feelings, because the feelings aren't always God. We have to discern which feelings come from God. Amen. This is where we partner the the inklings of the Holy Spirit, which many come as a still small voice and also wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom of what opens doors to devils. Amen. As we've been learning here, what opens up doors to the enemy? And so we know that. The enemy's coming tri- tricky, sneaky ways. And so we should be aware of that. And so, for example, if someone's inviting you to go somewhere, do something, you don't really know this person, you use this kind of wisdom that you've learned. You've used this wisdom that God has taught you. I don't really know this person. This person, by the way they're speaking, doesn't really seem like they, they know God, love God. I don't, I, I don't know if this is very wise for me to put myself in kind of control of this person you know, get in their car, let's say, and go somewhere. You see what I'm saying? So you can start to walk with the Holy Spirit as you know his character, know his voice, and walk with this wisdom that God's, God's taught you. You start to flow in this way throughout your life. It's a very important, though, that you, that you apply that wisdom that you've learned, that you don't just go with the feelings because the enemy can come in a feeling, too. The enemy can come through coincidence, too. Um, a big way that God, when I f- was first learning how to hear God speak, was through coincidence. Coincidence that wasn't coincidence, but God. And this is many times God. Oh, so many times. So many times. I read this book and it opened up my eyes. Wow, 
all these times, all these coincidences, they were actually God. Now this was many years ago, and this is before I learned about wisdom. <laughs> By wisdom, I mean learning these practical things, these practical spiritual things, like this could open up a door to the devil. You don't know this person. Don't get in a car with this person. Like just because there are coincidences, it's don't close your eyes to wisdom. Does that make sense? It's because sometimes these signs happen and we want the thing to happen. And so we, we just close our eyes to wisdom. And we just go, yes, this must be God. And that happened to me one time. And I, I, I would just see God work through coincidences so often. And one time, you see, the devil sees that. The devil sees that. He saw that I was seeing God through coincidences so often. So one time he sent this, this person to come in my life and it, it was all these coincidences that were happening. And long story short, it was totally the devil trying to come and get access in my life and put me in a dangerous situation. And I learned so much from that day that we have to pair that the, 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 the inklings, the, 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 the feelings that are many times God, that still small voice, we, we have to pair that with also wisdom. Amen? And part of wisdom is having godly counsel in our lives. Because I just shared with you ways we hear God. We hear him through the word and we hear the Holy Spirit because he lives inside of us. And now that we know the word, now we can recognize his voice. By the way, when we, when we hear a voice that says to, uh, there's, this is an example. If we have an enemy and they're saying really mean things against us, you'll probably hear a couple voices. If you're not a believer, a mature believer, you only hear one voice. Swear words and <laughs> in your head and you want to say bad words to that person and you want to publicly say bad things about that person and you want to gossip and tell everybody bad things about that person. That's the only voice you'll probably hear and you'll probably just follow that voice. But if you are a mature believer who knows the word of God, the word of God says this, love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Pray for those. Pray for your enemies. Bless them. Love them. You see how word of the, the, knowing the word of God helps you to know God's voice in these situations. So now you have an enemy coming against you. You have an enemy. You have someone persecuting you, doing mean things to you. If you don't know the word of God, you're not going to be able to hear God's voice in this situation. But when you know the word of God, now you'll hear, maybe you'll hear a couple voices, depending on your maturity level in Christ. You can hear one voice that says, say mean things and do mean things back to them and gossip about them and say all the bad things they've done to you and defend yourself and all this. You'll hear that voice, but then you'll hear another voice that says, bless them. Do not speak a single bad word about them. You rest, be quiet, stand still while God fights your battles for you. God is on your side and he will defend you. You don't need to worry about this. You definitely don't need to speak bad things against this person. Just bless them, pray for them, love them. There's two different voices. One, the first one I shared with you is from the devil. The other was from God. 
So in circumstances and lives, many times you'll hear a couple of those voices. But the more you know God's word, his heart, you're being equipped like here, the more, the stronger God's voice will be and the quicker you will be to know what is his voice. Amen. So this is how we hear God's voice, the word of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to us, leading us throughout our days. And thirdly, we hear God's voice through other people. Through other people. First of all, I want you to know that you are a voice of God for other people because you have Holy Spirit in you if you will be obedient to him. And I, and I shared, I taught last week about prophetic anointing. There's prophetic anointing flowing here. You are all prophetic people. So there, there's a spiritual gift in you, prophetic. So as you are, are, are speaking to people, as you are, when you love on people, prophetic words are coming out of you and many times you don't know it. For example, when someone is feeling really unseen, and they don't feel beautiful, and they feel like not smart enough, you just feel in your heart, and maybe you've just seen it, you've just noticed this about them, and you just say to them, you shine so bright. You are needed. You're a blessing to me. There's times where I really needed you. I needed the words you said. There's times in my life you just, you bless me. You're such a star. You shine so bright. I see God just shining through you. You radiate God. You're, you're beautiful. I see God's beauty through you. Now, these are simple words. You're not giving them their zip code and their bank account number, you know? They're simple words. Like, you're not seeing those things in the spiritual realm, but they're prophetic nonetheless. And as you speak those words, they can be as simple as I, as you are beautiful in God's eyes. You are beautiful inside and out. That's God speaking through you. People need to hear that, and you're a vessel of God, and God uses people like that. God's using you like that every day, and you don't even realize it, many of you. God is using you. Many times people aren't telling you, I needed to hear that word. Many people, there's, 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 there's some of you here where you've said something to somebody, and it kept them from committing suicide. I see this in the spiritual realm. They just didn't feel like anybody saw them. They, they just didn't feel like no one would notice if they weren't here anymore. They felt not loved at all, but you just on that specific day just showed them so much love and kicked out the, level, the, the lie of the devil. Every time you love someone, you are kind to them, you are generous, every time you are a servant to people for God. You are literally being a vessel of God and God is speaking through you. Every time you encourage somebody, God is speaking through you. Isn't that exciting? Hallelujah. The biggest way that God speaks is actually through people. The most overlooked way that God speaks is through people. Because we are not seen spiritually. 
we don't know how to see spiritually many times. We think seeing spiritually is all of a sudden our spiritual eyes just open and we start seeing angels and demons everywhere. A portal to heaven. Now I see spiritually. That's not seeing spiritually. I mean, it can be, but that's not the only. That really what's see, seen spiritually is seeing how God sees. God uses people to speak. This is how he spoke the most throughout the Bible, through Old Testament, through New Testament. Did you know that the New Testament and the Old Testament, who wrote it? It's not a trick question. People. God spoke through people. Did you know that the Bible didn't fall from heaven one day and it was just there? God could have done that. Do you know God is able to do that? He's perfectly capable of doing that. That would be pretty epic. But he didn't do that. He chose to speak through people to write his word. But the word of God is the word of God. We don't say it's a word of people, people's words. Correct? God used people to speak 100% his word, 100% his word. That's why we say it's completely the word of God. They were able to be pure enough vessels for him to speak through them 100% clear. Amen? Many times we forget this. And also something we need to know is that these people, let's take Paul, let's take Peter, these people, many times they've been uh, uh, spiritually abused in the wrong way, like worshipped and idolized. All of the people in the word, all of the, the prophets and the apostles in the word of God, many times they, people call them saints and they put huge pictures bigger than Jesus and they, they even pray to them. But we're only supposed to pray to God. Actually, if we pray to anybody else but God, we're opening up a door because God is the only healer. He's the only healer. God. He uses vessels, but God himself is the only healer. We're just vessels of the healer. Like, we're vessels of the healer. We're vessels of the deliverer. Amen? So that all the glory should always go to God. Paul should not take any of the glory. But when we worship Paul, we're giving him glory. We're, we're reserving some of the glory for him and not giving it all to God. So there's people like that will pray, like in the Catholic religion, they'll pray to these, these saints, they pray to people as if, okay, I'm gonna pray for this and I will. this is who I should pray for for this thing. But God is the only one who can bring healing, who can bring protection, who can bring abundance, who can bring abundance in every area, only him. So that's why we should only be praying to him Amen? So there's been this wrong perception of the Bible, of the people in the Bible being so separate from, from you and me today as vessels of God. There's been this idolization. And in the same regard, there's a lot of people that think that miracles don't happen anymore, but they ended like in the, what was written in the Bible. That's having to do with people idolizing these people, these men and women of God in the Bible. But Paul and Peter, I believe they're in heaven right now saying, 
I do not want you to idolize me and think that you can never do what I did. But I want, to, I want you to be inspired by me. Peter and Paul, we are supposed to be inspired by. We are not supposed to idolize them, but be inspired by them. Amen? I mean, Jesus says, you will do the things I did in greater. He wasn't speaking that just to the apostles. He was speaking that to you and me. These signs shall follow those who believe. They will heal the sick. They will cast out demons. Not just the first generation church. Us here today in 2022. We shall raise the dead and heal the sick and cast out demons too. People shall be healed and delivered in our shadow too. Amen. We're, we go from glory to glory. That's God's way. Elijah released the anointing to Elisha. And Elisha walked in a double portion of anointing he did way more miracles than elijah did this is the way of the kingdom that as vessels we would go glory to glory okay that being said we have not understood how god uses people today still to speak his word we idolize the people in the bible and we don't realize that God actually wants to move through people the same way he moved through the people in the New Testament. The same way as through Paul and Peter. He wants to use us today. So Paul was speaking, Apostle Paul was speaking true words of God. Amen. That's most of our New Testament. God was speaking directly through him. The word in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Word was with God and the word was God, it says in John 1.1. 1, 1. So Paul's words are God's words is what it's saying. They're exactly God's words. So many times we were saying, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. And we think that that's going to be an audible voice. We're looking for an audible voice. We're looking for a big vision. Many times we're looking for a big dream. We're looking for Jesus to appear to us in the flesh. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a big experience that we call a big supernatural experience but i'm telling you that god speaking through a vessel whom he's chosen is just as supernatural as jesus appearing in the flesh it's god choosing to speak how he wants to speak amen and so many so many of us have been missing have been missing god's voice because we don't know how to hear his voice we hear this is a big way that God is speaking is through people. Number one, he's speaking through people, through everyday, no, everyday believers, the whole body of Christ. He's speaking through them like this. You are beautiful. Just the way you love is just beautiful. You are so kind. That's God speaking that to you, saying, I love that about you. You are so loving. You are beautiful. That's God speaking when they say that to you. When they encourage you, that's God encouraging you. You're feeling so down. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm doing enough. And someone here says those words, that you are doing so much. And that thank you. That's God speaking. God just spoke to you. You need to learn how to receive it. Otherwise, you're not going to be hearing God's voice hardly ever. And you're going to be like, God doesn't speak to me. And God's speaking to you all the time. You know, 
I um I did not want to preach ever. I didn't know how I felt like I didn't know how to preach. I felt like I wasn't a good preacher. I began preaching five years ago, as of last week. We just celebrated our five year anniversary at Fivefold Church last week. Hallelujah. But I was called to be an apostle, and I did not want to be an apostle. I did not want to be a preacher. I felt like I had no clue how to preach. But God was calling me to do this. So I just wanted to obey God, so I did. So I preached without feeling like I was a good preacher. And I'm telling you, for about three and a half years, three and a half to four years, I would hear the devil's voice in my head saying, you're not a good preacher. You're not good enough. People aren't being blessed. I would hear that so many times, like every single Sunday. But you know, the Jantal here... She almost every, pro probably pretty much every single Sunday through those three and a half years, our church was very small, almost every single Sunday, she would tell me, your word blessed me. And she spoke it from the heart. She's like, your word blessed me. It touched me. It was so powerful. I needed that. Thank you. She would just speak very simply, and it was from the heart. But I knew that was God speaking to me through her. I knew it was. I knew it was because God called me to do what I was doing. So I knew I was in God's will <laughs> and I knew God wouldn't make a fool out of me. I knew, you know, I knew that God wouldn't like forsake me and not give me words to speak when he told me to speak and that he would give me words to speak. You know what I mean? So I knew that truth, but I didn't feel that truth. I would hear all the, the opposite of that truth, but then she would speak that. And it was this reminder of what God spoke to me in the past. And I said, that's God's voice right now. And I chose to hang on to that, to say, I listened to that voice. And I silenced those other voices. So did God encourage me for three and a half years and tell me that you're a good preacher, you're doing a good job? Yes, he did. But it came through Chantal. But it was 100% God. It wasn't like 50% her. I know it was 100% God. Amen? We have to learn. See, if I didn't learn how to hear God's voice through people, I would not be preaching here today. I would not be. I don't know what I would do if she didn't encourage me all those times because the devil's voices were real and loud every week for about three and a half years. And the church was getting smaller from 20 to 15 to 10 to 5 to 2 over four years each year. And hardly anyone would tell me they were encouraged by the word. Other times it was Vivian and her mother and her father, Chantal's father. But it was most every week Chantal. So if I didn't have her voice constantly, I really, I don't, I mean, that's how God chose to encourage me. I'm here because of God's encouragement and because he's given me everything I needed. But without God's encouragement, without his voice, I wouldn't be here today. Amen? So you have to learn how to hear God's voice. Stop being like, I, it's so quiet. No, God is just speaking through people more than you realize because you're not learning to hear spiritually. I'm teaching you how to hear spiritually now. Every time someone's kind, love, generous, compassionate, merciful, forgiving to you, that's God's love. That's God speaking to you. He's speaking to you every day through people. Amen. But be wise to make sure you're only grabbing what's of him. Amen. Don't be grabbing directional words from just anybody. That's a bad idea, and that's a voice of the devil many times. 
So be very wise to take the love, the edifying, the encouragement. Take those words. They can be from strangers. That's fine. But they can't be directional words from just anybody. You have to use that discernment and say, I thank you, Lord. I receive that. Amen? Hallelujah. So God speaks through everyday Christians when you use wisdom and discernment. Is this really God speaking? This love to me. And number two, God speaks through his fivefold prophetic ministers today. Amen? It says in Ephesians 4.11 that God, that Jesus, when he ascended to heaven, he poured out his spirit and he released gifts to the church. Ephesians 4.11 amplified version. It says, and his gifts to the church were varied and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, special messengers, representatives. So apostles are special messengers bringing a message from God representing God in his kingdom. Amen? This is what the amplified word of God describes as apostles. Some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people. This is the amplified version in our New Testament. It's right there that God uses prophets to speak a new message because God speaks rhema words today. Logos means Bible written words. That's our Bible. And he also speaks rhema, new present tense words of God. You look at Moses. Moses was sent to the Israelites to declare a new word of God. Your time for deliverance is now. God has heard your prayers. Your time for deliverance is now. This is how it's going to happen. Follow me. God's chosen it to be this way. Follow me. Millions of us are going to go out united. Okay? That's how it happened. Amen? But you see how God chose to speak through a prophet. 100% it was God speaking through a prophet. God did not choose to give the millions of people all the same dream. Why? Because the whole body of Christ is not mature enough to be able to discern God's voice correctly. There are some people who God sends a dream and they miss it. There's some people who the devil, the devil sends them a dream and they say, God sent me this dream. So they didn't all have the same dream because this is why God uses true anointed prophets, also apostles, special messengers, to speak a true word of God for a group of the, for the body of Christ or for a group of the body of Christ. This is what God's saying. Because we are not all mature enough to be able to discern God's voice correctly. We have to learn how to hear God's voice. We have to grow in this. And so if God tried to speak to all of us at the same time, like, Th without through people like we all have the same dream some would say it's from the devil some would say it's from God some would say oh it's a funny dream I don't know and then then Moses would say this is what God said you guys all had the dream right half the people would not follow him you see what I'm saying so this is why God had this is how he God has order in the body of Christ where he's still today speaking I know we don't see it a lot but this is what God's restoring 
the fivefold ministry. This is why God gave us the name fivefold church. God is restoring the apostles and the prophets to the fivefold ministry. Now there won't be so much confusion and division in the body of Christ when we have the fivefold ministry in place. God will speak this word. It can be a correcting word. It can be a directional word. But we can know this is a true prophet of God. This is a true apostle of God speaking right now. So this is God's word, whether I like it, whether I don't, whether it's uncomfortable or not. I know this is God's, this is God's word because it's spoken through a true prophet of God, a true apostle of God. You know, we say revival is now. And that all came from a prophet. It was my spiritual father, Prophet Jordavi. He prophesied that God has heard America's prayers and cries for revival. That we've been praying for so many generations for so many years. And he has answered them. And the time for revival is now for America. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he prophesied. He says, God sent me all the way from East Africa. He sent me just to speak this message. Just like Moses. I mean, at the meantime, we're all praying for revival. Some of us are distracted. Some of us are not ready to bring in the harvest. We're just going about our own church lives, lukewarm church lives, right? But then this word came, revival is now. It's no longer, he said, it's no longer the time to pray for revival. This teaches us if, if the whole body of Christ could learn how to hear prophets, we wouldn't waste time spending tons of money, effort, and energy doing a stadium-filled prayer for revival conference, but we'd actually be being equipped, receiving the anointing, walking in the anointing, and healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead. Seriously, we are pioneering this right now. It's a new thing that God's doing, restoring the fivefold ministry. But as time goes on, the whole body of Christ will be quicker to come along with the move of God. You know how many people God could use right now to cast out demons, heal the sick, but they're still praying for revival? or they're still trying to do uh, uh, revival in their own way or not God's way. It's true. We have to learn how to hear God's voice speaking through true anointed vessels. Because this is how God speaks and he doesn't, he doesn't waver in this. People miss God's will for their lives because they won't listen to advice through anointed vessels of God. They want to hear God in their own way. God, speak to me how I like to hear it so I can feel good in my room. Speak to me. But God says, I already spoke through you, spoke to you. I spoke to you through that vessel. I'm speaking one time. I want you to value it and receive and walk in it. The prophecy for my life was to be an apostle. And as I told you, I did not want to be an apostle. I wanted to be a singer. I did not want to be a minister. I did not want to be an apostle. I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to pray for people. I wanted to see people receive God's power more than anything in my life. But I had no dream of like praying for people. I wanted to be on the sidelines and cheer because I'd only seen one person praying for people. So it didn't even come in my mind. Like I'd only see one person casting out demons is what I meant. So it didn't even come in my mind like, I want God to use me like that too. It didn't even go in my mind. So I hear this word from a prophet. You're called to be an apostle. God wants to do many miracles through you. You're called to start a church. And I don't want to do any of these things. But I knew it was a true prophet of speaking. By the way, how do we, 
how do we know when a true prophet, apostle, true fivefold minister, anointed vessel is speaking? We look at the fruits. The Bible says you shall know them by their fruits. You look at the fruits, not with Pharisee eyes, or you'll never see the fruits. You'll call the fruits the devil. You'll call the fruits the work of the devil. That's what the Pharisees did. But you come like a child, humble, without skepticism and criticism. You come with pure heart. The pure in heart shall see God, it says. So it doesn't matter what you've heard Pharisees speak about Jesus. You come and you watch Jesus minister for the first time with a pure heart. Not with preconceived notions and ideas. Not with skepticism. These Pharisees are saying something. Hmm, I wonder if there's something to this. Let me look for the bad. You'll never see the fruits when you come like that. Because the Bible says, it says that when the demons were cast out by the apostles for the first time, the, 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 the apostles came back to Jesus and they were like, the disciples, they were like, we cast out demons, the demons obeyed us. And Jesus then says, Father, I praise you for hiding these things, these spiritual things from those who are prideful. And you've only revealed it to those who are teachable, childlike, pure humble you've only revealed it so to see spiritual things to see spiritual fruit to see true anointed vessels of God whom God is speaking through you will not be able to see them if you have pride you will not be able to see them if you have skepticism the only way you can see the fruit see what's really of God is with the pure childlike humble heart and when you come with a pure childlike heart, God will speak to you very clearly. He will speak in your spirit, this is real fruit. This is a person of God. That's what happened to me with my spiritual father. I didn't see him for long, but I knew. I, I came with childlikeness and I saw the fruit immediately before my eyes as, I minist as he ministered. He prophesied to me and I knew this is a true prophet of God. So I received that word and I didn't let any naysayers divert me from what God had spoken to me. I used wisdom. Remember, we have to use wisdom. I used wisdom to not go and take a tally from all of my friends, family, acquaintances. Should I listen to this prophet of God, even though none of you have your spiritual eyes opened up to know that prophets are still speaking today and you don't even know about the power of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you, you know. That's not wisdom. But there's many people not walking in wisdom. There's many people who are not walking in humility and seeing people as people. Seeing people as people because they want their own will maybe and not God's will. Instead of seeing people as a voice of God who, whom God is speaking through. We have to have that kind of humility when God has showed us who a true spokesperson of God is a true vessel of God we have not had this perception in the church very well we've tr we've treated and part of that's because we haven't had a lot of like real anointing and real anointed fivefold ministers there hasn't been like tons so we've 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 seen church for so long as just this place like a bible school like to get our knowledge and da 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 uh, yeah I don't agree with quite everything that pastor says but uh which is okay sometimes, you know, when it's maybe it's not an anointed minister, but like, can you imagine people saying that about Paul? 
Isn't that pride sometimes? You know, like Apostle Paul. I don't really agree with anything that Apostle Paul says, but he's okay. He walks in miracles, and I like, I re there's some cool things he says. We got to humble ourselves more, amen. Because when, when we get that, I don't agree with everything, it's probably that you haven't humbled yourself in an area for God to speak to you something you haven't known in the spiritual realm yet. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, man, we need to really change our way of thinking and, rem and, and, and know now that God's speaking through people, God's speaking through vessels. When there are anointed vessels in your life, when there are, if you have spiritual mother, spiritual father, mentor, if you, if you have questions, ask them. And, and don't be too prideful to think, I, I got it all. I can hear God completely on my own. There's certain things God is withholding from you in the secret place in your prayer time where he actually wants to speak to you through a vessel, but he wants you to humble yourself and ask them. Advice. Amen. There's so much, so much secrets of how I've got to where I am today, where God's been able to pour anointing and, and use me for his glory. So many of these secrets is, is, is this that I'm sharing with you right now, is that humility. I mean, God is doing a new thing, but the new thing didn't come from just me sitting and Jesus appear to me and tell me all these new things like this. So much of these new revelations of how to walk in the authority of Christ, how the demons can go from people and not take forever to leave, but go fast. So much of that revelation has come from my spiritual father teaching me. God's speaking through him. So much that I've learned has been me humbling myself and become teachable. Lord, teach me. There's so much I don't know, and you can teach me however you want to teach me. I humble myself. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God wants you to hear his voice always and never miss it. Amen. But we have to open our eyes to really how, where he's speaking, not limit him. And we need to be humble. That's a big thing. To hear God's voice, you got to humble yourself. you got to humble yourself. you got to humble yourself to ask questions. you got to humble yourself to hear something new through a vessel he's speaking. you got to humble yourself to when you don't understand something, you don't immediately discount it. But you humble yourself and you're like, maybe, maybe there's something I don't know in the spiritual realm that God wanted to teach me something new through this vessel. That's what happened with Jesus. Jesus was speaking, eat my blood or drink my blood, eat my body. You're going to need to do this. He was speaking about communion, of course. But he just speaks these strong words to thousands of his disciples. And it says that most of them left him after that because they were offended by what he spoke. They were like, this sounds weird. This doesn't sound like God. I'm weirded out by this. I think maybe I should go. Leave him. I don't know if I can trust him anymore. All those voices, prideful voices were going on in their head when instead they should have humbled themselves and been like, I've seen the fruits of Jesus. I've seen the fruits in my life. I don't get what he is saying at all. It sounds so strange and weird. But he is a true voice of God. Who am I 
maybe there's some things I need to learn still. I think maybe I'll ask him, what did you mean by that? I want to understand better. You see that difference of humility? And then those disciples could have stayed. They could have had their spiritual eyes open. They could have learned. They could have stayed with him. Amen? Instead of left and went away from their calling. Amen? Hallelujah. So now you shall hear God's voice. You shall hear his voice very well. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shall hear his voice more than ever in Jesus' name. You shall hear his voice of love. You shall hear his perfect voice of direction. You shall hear his beautiful, kind voice of correction. You shall hear his voice of encouragement and mercy in Jesus' name.